0: What's up, beautiful people? Thank you for tuning in into today's episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I can't complain. So what's up?
1: Um, nothing much. I wanted to start off with um a current, e- current get, events. Current events. Current events
0: report.
1: <laughs> so um this was posted on March eighteenth on the um CNN. And it says that Asian-Americans reported being targeted at least 500 times in the last two months. Wow. A coalition tracking reports of racism and discrimination against Asian-Americans says it has received at least 3,795 first-hand complaints since last year. Shit. Stop AAPI Hate began tracking violence and harassment against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders on March 19th last year. And from then through the end of 2020, Stop AAPI Hate received a total of 3,292 complaints from all 50 states and Washington, D.C., according to um, this organization. The coalition, which had previously reported a lower number of complaints, said some incidents that took place in 2020 were not reported at all. Mm. Um, And I guess that this article had also um, been written after the attacks against Asian-Americans that were um, working at the nail salon. Mm -hmm. And they were attacked by the white male um, who just basically walked in and, you know, went on a shooting spree. Wow. Killing spree.
0: Did they say what the the root of it was, what the cause of it? Is it because of the the COVID shit and... People's misinformation is leading them to attack Asians, or is it just pure racism? They're not focused on black folks right now, they're going to the Asians.
1: I think, no matter the reason, it's hatred.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much hatred.
1: So, um, whether it be racism or. I don't know. You know, I I think that it was intentional, and Mm. I think that um, Asian Americans are being targeted. During this time because of COVID or because of other reasons, you know, and I I just think that hate overall and crimes against people for, you know, for stupid reasons, but basically for who they are, um, should, should
0: cease. I think a lot of it is too, because, um, our last president before this one, (laughs) um, showed a lot of disrespect to Asians. Communities. and Yeah, people. Asian communities, man. Um, saying that calling um, COVID China flu and all types of stuff and really giving Asia a bad rap and America's here, Americans here, a lot of the racist people don't really care or try to distinguish from which Type of Asian that they attack, whether it be Korean, Japanese, or you know, um, just Indian. Like they, they don't, they don't care. They're just doing yeah. this craziness.
1: Do you know what I find interesting though? Like no matter how great a person says they are, or how you know civilized they are compared mm. to others, it's like. If you're quiet and you really watch somebody, yeah. their true colors no matter what was show, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like America's had this big lie about being the greatest, and you know, last year was the start of that carpet just being snatched up, you know, and yeah. everything underneath that surface um, resurfaces itself. But also just the the notion of you know hateful people that yeah. consider themselves to be. Of higher regard than others, it's like your ugliness is showing right now. It's savage. You know, it's horrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I seen this one video of um, this white guy trying to attack this old Asian lady, mm-hmm. um, but she beat his ass. <laughs> like she, she literally beat the dog <laughs> crap out of this guy. So sure he'll never do it again. And. That they had to call the ambulance and they picked him up and he like she tore him up I don't know what was, she did it was it was after the there fact was a video. Oh, okay, it I'm was closed. after the fact and she was sitting there screaming in her uh, in her language and she was like they was like yeah they she beat his ass because she tried to attack her and he she, was on the gurney strapped up and it looked like one of his arms <laughs> was hanging off like I don't know what type <laughs> of ass whoopers she gave him and I don't know. He, she, he, she gave him a really good beating. Like she opened up a can of whoop ass on him.
1: I'm 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 happy to hear that, yeah. but also very sad because it's like, what if that was my grandma? You right. know what I mean? Like you don't right. want a grandma to be like
0: right. right, right, right,
1: being harassed and attacked and taken advantage of. Yeah. Even though she could kick some ass, she it's wasn't like taking she advantage be-
0: of that day. She, <laughs> she was go- beating some ass. Yeah. 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 I just pray to to uh, the Asian community out there, man. Much love and respect. And it's hard being a, a minority and a person of color in the United States right now. And definitely know that we feel for you and we understand what's going on. Yeah.
1: I think we're um, minority in being oppressors. But I think that as people of color we are the majority that's why we're getting so much flack (laughs) you know that's why we're getting criticized and humiliated and disrespected and discriminated against because we could be the very well majority
0: yeah yeah Yeah. absolutely right
1: without much knowledge of that and i think that emphasizing that we are minority makes us think that we are something that we're actually not
0: yeah yeah it's just all the conversation at the end of the day man like Mm -hmm. It's hard to challenge yourself when you just hang around people who are similar to you and Mm -hmm. think like you. And, you know, my advice is to go out there and just like talk to different types of people from different types of life paths and different cultures and understand at the end of the day that we're basically all the same people. We want all the, the same Basic human rights and basic human needs, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's just my little rant.
1: That's great. You think we, you have anything you want to share for current events? No. All right, well, let's get straight right into it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, representation, representation, representation was the talk of 2018 yeah, um, through 2020. Um, well, I think even longer than that prior to that, but I think that it went viral, you know, with the Academy Awards and musicians asking for representation, a- acknowledgement of their craft.
0: Oscars and...
1: All of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now we're in... Um, a position where I've noticed during COVID in our weekly movie watches that um, there are a lot of films that have, I guess, surfaced for mm-hmm. us to have an opportunity to have representation in all different categories of genre. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, now that we've been granted those. Wonderful storytelling narratives that people have been sharing with us, you know, directors, actors, actresses, the question becomes, are we satisfied and is it enough?
0: I think a lot of us will still find something negative to say whether we are going in the right direction or not.
1: Do you think, though, now it's because... Because we've been programmed to not have a sense of representation, every time that we now look at a film that has our representation, we're looking for a familiar black experience or something that triggers a trauma.
0: A lot of our films that we've had growing up, whether it be Boys in the Hood, Juice, um, so many different others in the early 90s were based on trauma. You know, there was a point in time in the early 2000s where like black movies were lit. You had The Wood, you had The Best Man, you had um, Stella Got Her Groove Back. You know what I mean? Like, um, to wait and to exhale, there were so many films coming out about like successful black excellence, you know, successful black people were just like living regular lives and and having beautiful stories written written around them, you know. And then, I guess in the later two thousands, that was there was a decline in that, mm-hmm. and then films reverted back to like, you know, thug movies or you know, just basic stereotypes and tropes.
1: Yeah, and I think the question that I was um asking is just like. I think about the fact that we did have that representation in the 90s of like the rom-com or rom dramas, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the comedy drama, romantic films um, about black experience and then it dwindling away in the early thousands. But it's like now that it's resurfaced, dynamics have also changed or like narratives have also changed because our we're in a different generation Mm -hmm. so it's like Mm -hmm. you know our parents were the ones that were into waiting exhale and still got her groove back because that was their you know that that was their generation and their era but it's like now that we have an opportunity to experience that in you know our era as adults it's like are we being represented in a light that's positive? Are we be- being represented in a light that's diverse in all of our blackness? Mm. Um, because I feel like most of the movies that are coming out about the a black experience, you know, sometimes we have good m- films like The Five Bloods, mm. but then, um, you know, <laughs> a film like Malcolm and Marie or Coming to America or what was the one? Us or yeah. um, the one with the teacup. Help oh, me out. Get out. Get Out, Slim, Like there's certain, these are all unique stories. And they're all stories that have, you know, black main characters. But some people become bothered by the story because it's like, well, no, that's not the black experience. So, well, no, like, you know, that's not how we are represented in this light. But it's like if we're asking for representation and diversity and we are, you know, so many different types of black. Yeah. Why does it now become an issue to have an issue with the different movies? Because we have John Travolta and Nicolas Cage in a a, a terrible film, but then they have a really good film later on down the line. It's like white people don't get the same type of um, judgments. Judgment behind. Their art, you know, but as soon as a black person comes up with a story, or if there's uh, characters of black people mm. in a certain light, it's like, okay, now didn't we ask for this? Didn't we ask for versatility? I think
0: a lot of the the judgment comes from you know fellow black people, and sometimes, not all the times, but some of these people. Um, only exists within a certain bubble. You know what I mean? Um, Let me try to explain. You have people who are, quote, unquote, cultured, you know, who go to college and have master's and PhDs and all types of degrees. They tend to relate and hang out with people with similar traits, right? On the other side of the spectrum, you have quote-unquote people from the hood or the streets. They tend to hang out and have conversations with people with similar perspectives. Then you have black folks who like science fiction and anime and mm-hmm. things along that lines. They tend to hang out and have conversations with people who think similar to them and very rarely do do those different groups coincide and mingle with each other you know unless it's like within your family
1: yeah what if it's not that complex like what if just as people as black people mediocrity is not an option you know how we like yeah. always do things great, and we don't have a problem with joining on somebody or telling them what it is because it's like no, that wasn't good enough. But if it's like a different culture, a different like artist that's doing it outside of our race, like we're not going to blink an eye. But because representation matters to us so much, we want to put out the best or put out, you know, something that rep- represents us in a positive light.
0: I agree, but at the same time, at the same token, is it- it's all about perspective, too. Mm-hmm. And if you only view the world through one one, lens. S- one specific lens, it's hard to understand or see anything outside outside of that perspective. Yeah. You know, um, like, for me, example, Malcolm and Marie was a great movie, but it wasn't for me. You know, there was... It was shot beautifully. Um, Cinematography was perfect. But the dialogue was kind of boring to me. (laughs) You know what I mean? And there's people out there who think totally different. Like, black people who think totally different and think the dialogue was was needed. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I get that, too. And I think part of the reason why that film bothered me so much is because it wasn't even written by, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. A black person. And I think that, you know, that's kind of biased for me to say because I'm asking for representation. But I never said I want representation with people who are like us writing a narrative about our experience because they are familiar with our experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, somebody can look at it like, well, we've given you black people. (laughs) It doesn't matter who writes the story. Right. Um, But for me, it was just like it just wasn't hitting for me. Like I'm like a black man wouldn't say that and a black woman wouldn't let a black man tell her you know, certain Mm -hmm. things in that situation. But even how I don't know, it just rubbed me the wrong way that we have to filter our stories through somebody else that doesn't look like us. So, I mean, I love the cinematography, I love Zendaya, and I love um, what is his name? Washington.
0: Uh, Yeah, I forget his name. (laughs) Because he sounds
1: so much like his dad, and I can only think of them felt. But Is it Malcolm?
0: I don't think so. Malcolm Washington? We can Google it. it. Yeah,
1: I don't want to Google now, even though it takes one second. But, um, yeah, I I love, Zendaya really, like, I really can't wait for her to be given a good role, because she's a phenomenal actress. I kind of forgot, like. She was acting. It just kind yeah. of felt like she was, you know, the character that she was that she's she's
0: in, uh, I forget the name of the show, but the Euphoria. Uh, Euphoria, but, Euphoria. Yeah, I heard that was really good too. It but.
1: was good, but it was the same writer, the same white guy. Wow. And wow. it was, and he writes stories based off of his own experience. So remember when they were arguing about him not thanking her? Mm-hmm. That was him not thanking his wife. So it was their argument. That's why I'm like, a black man wouldn't. So they just like, put something. black face on. Them. Exactly.
0: Wow. <laughs> They just put blackface yeah, on white. Yeah, with words. a little
1: bit. So, um, Washington and Zendaya did have a say in, like, you know, supporting the director, but, it, you know, with dialogue and things like that. But it's like most of it was from, oh, you know,
0: a white man's perspective.
1: perspective.
0: That's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. No wonder the dialogue it felt was off. boring it was and off. dry. Yeah. But, you know, but on the other side of the spectrum, you had great, fun movies yeah. that people really didn't like, like, Coming (laughs) to America. I loved Coming to America. The first one and the second one, you know, to be honest. I
1: also feel like you have to have a certain type of sense of humor to like that kind of film. Yeah. Because it's not really a film to take seriously.
0: It's not. It wasn't meant (laughs) to be that. It wasn't meant... And it's very rare to have really good sequels. You know, I think there's only, like, two or three really good sequels out there, but... It felt good to see Eddie Murphy and um um Arsenio Hall and I forget the lady's name that's Eddie Usa Murphy and um wife and yeah. mm-hmm. but just seeing them age gracefully and and basically passing the torch to the younger comedians and the younger actors, actors and, and actresses. actresses yeah and you know yeah the script was kind of trash but <laughs> it's, it was
1: fun it like was it's fun. just like a lighthearted it was great film. to yeah.
0: you know just sit down and turn your brain off and watch it I,
1: that's the thing where I kind of felt like it was an opportunity to forget that black people have gone through so much yeah whether it be COVID whether it be police brutality whether yeah. it be I can't figure out you know where my next check is coming in you know yeah. what I mean it's just like let me just watch this movie and have enjoy beautiful people wearing beautiful garments
0: and eddie murphy made bank off the amazon paid we got some,
1: rick ross making money
0: rick ross got a big ass house
1: um eddie murphy like and that's the thing too um i was reading something where a lot of the everything was black right yeah so it's like you've given a paycheck to every single person absolutely that was on set. and you're you know
0: It reminds me a lot of.
1: Expanding um, the black dollars.
0: It reminds me a lot of what Beyonce did with her.
1: Yes, and that's what I like about nowadays, where it's like you have people in power that are now being the gatekeepers. Yes. And um, supporting others that are, you know, putting, you know, getting straight ahead in their life and their career.
0: Which is always good, but Mm -hmm. people had some really negative things to say about that movie. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I guess I'd be biased too because my mom was in the, in the beginning. She was? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, sister. yeah, yeah. She was dancing, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm
1: just like, you know, it's just the fact that I know how much of a fan she was. Or like, you know, my dad's family
0: mm-hmm. loves
1: coming to America and for, you know, someone to be able to be, like some... One of us to be a part, to be able to be a part of that, it's It's just like everybody (laughs) was a part of that experience. And I'm so happy, um, you know, to see her just do what she loves doing and being a part of something that she's always loved, you know, and laughed at when she was a kid. So,
0: yeah, I know I definitely watched the first one like a billion times. (laughs) Yeah. A billion times. Um, Then you have non traumatic movies like. The photograph with Issa Rae and And, uh, Lakeith um, Stanfield. Stanfield. Yeah, Yeah. Stanfield. Which was... I liked that movie. You know, it's not based in trauma. It's, you know, a Mm rom-com. You know, it was a very great movie. I didn't read or uh, notice any reviews about it, but it was... It was oddly surprising to me.
1: Yeah, it was fresh. And like you said that, you know, you didn't really like Malcolm Marie. Like, the photograph wasn't my thing, but it was good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the type of movie I would go for, but it was very good. And I think that's what I like about having so much representation now, is that even if I don't like it, I'm still going to watch it, just to support. So, another one for me was Us, or Get Out. Like, movies, like, I don't like watching movies like that, but with us dating so much and just watching so many like scary and horror films it's like something that's normal to me now and I like I like to see that other type of perspective and genre.
0: It just shows us how complex the black diaspora is you know what I mean like there's no one specific type one way of who we are and that's the beauty
1: of it that's the beauty of it Um, we can also talk about Lovecraft Country
0: Lovecraft Country it was freaking amazing. Oh my god! Amazing. And I can't.
1: I hope they have another season because it's freaking that was
0: fire. amazing. Yeah. You know, from like every episode just got better than the last. It's freaking amazing. Yeah.
1: Um. So, what about One Night in Miami? More of a historical approach to a film.
0: Yeah, I'm not really a historical film mm-hmm. guy, but it was okay. It was okay. You, you know. say
1: that and you're like, it's okay, and then. We watched my my rainy and you enjoyed it like That's
0: you do because like that film. That was no no. <laughs> that was Chadwick's last hurrah. Okay okay okay. The way his monologue hit, knowing he just like rest in peace passed away. Like I had to see that you yeah. know, and I don't really like watching or listening to music of people who passed away that I really like, but mm. that one right there, like he he put his freaking heart and soul into that role
1: what about The Five Bloods same thing partially historical non-historical
0: same thing
1: and he hadn't remember we watched it prior to his passing
0: right Right. so that's crazy
1: because we had no idea that he was ill or anything like that and we were just saying how small he was looking in the film Mm
0: -hmm. Spike Lee has been really paving the way for black creators since the early 80s you
1: know. Yeah, and I think we're watching something the other day. I had no idea Denzel Washington does production. I mean, production and directing. Yeah, because he spent quite some time like directing things for um, what's that lady? Felicia Shonda Rhimes. Yeah, I was
0: supposed to say Felicia Rashad's <laughs> sister.
1: Yeah, her too. But mm-hmm. she um, they, there's been so many people that have inquired about the contributions that they have provided for. Mm-hmm. You know, black artists and creatives, but the fact that we have those people that are actually adamant about doing that, at some point it's going to be so normal for us to have opportunities because of what they've done yeah. to get yeah. us to that position because it hasn't been an easy road.
0: The the Washingtons, uh, Denzel Washington and his wife uh, helped pay for um, acting, I think it was college or acting lessons for Chadwick Bozeman, yeah. yeah which is really good, really good.
1: Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Um, I was about to say we also can't take away from the fact that now that everything can filter through these streaming services rather than, you know, the movie theaters, it has given us a platform mm-hmm. to show more content because now we've watched so many African films. Yeah, We've watched a lot of Nollywood. There's a lot of like South African films that have come out mm-hmm. and a lot of um, those doors have also opened for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: There was this film that we watched back in the day. Um, I forget what it was called, but it was on Netflix and mm-hmm. it was about um, just kids um living their life living their lives in the neighborhood it was based in like Mm -hmm. maryland and kentland you remember that
1: one i remember it that was actually great i want us to watch that again
0: right i forget what it was called but um It looked like they recorded it on an iPhone or some type Mm -hmm. of cheap camera and just sold it to Netflix. But it was great. Like, it was such a good
1: film. Whatever they used to film, you know, it was looking kind of grainy, but that was the the great part about it. Mm -hmm. It It's very artistic.
0: It was was almost like a documentary, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know?
1: It's very good.
0: Yeah. So why does representation matter?
1: Because if you cannot see yourself... Then how you how are you gonna believe that you can become that thing?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's deep. Mm-hmm. That's deep.
1: Yeah. What I love about black people is we're always the first of something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there's we we are always gonna be that thing where it's like oh the flag, first black person to do this first black person to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that you know it's still. You know, 2021, and we're still having firsts. That's amazing to me.
0: It's been like that since black people been in existence. Right. I mean, mean. we were
1: always yeah. It's like we were also in in
0: Asia, the first in Russia, right? We we were also the
1: first then, and it's like even the fact that we were deprived from having opportunities, we still became the first. You Mm. know what I mean? Like we still Mm. have opportunities to do something first. And shout out to Beyonce because she's the first woman, um, to ever be. Um, awarded Grammy awards. Like Grammy nominations and win them. Mm. But she's um, exceeded a male and female and she's the first black woman to How do How
0: many it. Grammys she got? Like 30? 28. 28? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What's she gonna do with all those?
1: I don't know, but her daughter got one too. And she- <laughs> it's just weird because it
0: seemed like she reached a point where all of that stuff shouldn't I mean I guess I'm not her but to me if I was at that point that stuff wouldn't really matter to me
1: I think it would for me because sometimes it's like if you have worked hard and not felt like people see because mm-hmm. I've seen her at war shows not winning things and then Kanye going on stage saying Beyonce should I want that yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like those sleepless nights and those nights you had to dance when you had two babies in your stomach like that all is like you know but the you feel people, like one day it's gonna pay off, and then it pays off.
0: I think the 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 energy from the people matters more than
1: oh accolades.
0: Accolades, you know what I mean? Because the people, it's all up to the people. They buy your albums. If it's mm-hmm. a good album, it will sell. You know, Beyonce yeah, can saying. Beyonce can come out with a surprise album, and it will sell out in like two seconds
1: what you're saying and i th- i kind of think like both matter because I, I feel like going back to like i would feel more satisfied if you know i got an award for my accomplishments and people mm-hmm. liking my picture on instagram you know what i mean like at least like i have this official thing that's like okay yes here's you deserve this and i know what you mean mm-hmm. like it makes sense to me but it's like i i would kind of feel like beyonce like wow I did mm. that. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was another movie we watched on Prime. I think it was called The Box or something like that. Black Box. Black Box, yeah, with, with Felicia, Felicia Rashad. Rashad. I forget the other guy's I name. like
1: that guy. Like He's yeah. a good actor, and he, they don't give him enough screen time for me. Yeah, movie, you know what I mean? but like,
0: that was a brilliant science ooh, fiction thing. movie. That was scary, but good. I love but seeing good. Black Box. People in science fiction like in the early 90s and 2000s you n- rarely seen black people in like science fiction movies like space or yeah. in the future it might be like one or two but that was just like subliminal messaging showing the, us that it's possible
1: after futurism
0: they they didn't want us in the future you mm-hmm. know what i mean like in the early 2000s, they in early 90s and 2000s, they didn't want us out there. Of course,
1: them. to see if that was possible. But um, I feel like somebody paved the way for that and Lovecraft Country. hmm Octavia mm-hmm. Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though she was an author, I think that a lot of her books inspired the way people write stories about, you know, black excellence in sci-fi. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Mm-hmm
1: got anything else in your pocket
0: that's all i got
1: <laughs> me too
0: that is all i got well let me go ahead and read the quote of the day for you beautiful people all right thank you for tuning in into today's episode of creative habits podcast here is your quote of the day i think it is very important that films make people look at what they have forgotten. spike lee Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, and please don't forget to comment. Um, It helps other people find the podcast, and we really appreciate you guys taking the time out to uh, check us out every week. Bye-bye. Peace, man. Have a good one.